Welcome to the Single and Strong Podcast. Ladies, if you've been busy creating a life and suddenly found yourself single, or you've been single for a while and you often let yourself feel overwhelmed from living life on your own, you're definitely in the right place. As a single woman, you're dealing with a lot. You have bills to pay, a job that demands a lot of your time, kids to care for, and perhaps you're dealing with a toxic ex you try to co-parent with. But somehow, you're also supposed to look put together, find time for self-care, and let's not forget, add dating into the mix. No wonder you're feeling overwhelmed. My name is Lori Linford, and my mission is to help you lean in and hit your stride as a single woman in a strong and intentional way. I want to teach you how to once and for all stop looking over your shoulder at your past and instead look ahead at the beautiful abundant life you have even if it's a life you didn't plan for. Each week I'll share stories, tools, tips and more so you can learn how to enjoy and fully embrace your single status, create that new blueprint for your life ahead and have more gratitude for this phase of your life. Thanks for joining me. Now let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to have you here, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Single and Strong podcast. I'm Lori Linford, and I'm here every week talking about all things being single, being strong, owning your journey, and doing so in an amazing way. It's so great to have you here. Thanks for joining me. This is going to be a quickie episode, which I love. I'm going to have to use that moving forward. Because, you know, when you're dealing with being single, quickie can be a popular term. I guess being married, it can be a popular term too. But this episode will be a quickie episode um, for those of you who are actually crazy enough to consider online dating during the holidays. It tends to be a lonely time of year for all of us. And so the online dating apps tend to see a bump at this time of year. So I decided that this week's episode would be an online dating 101 episode. Why did I decide to do that? Well, as many of you know, I've been divorced twice. The first time I got divorced, we split near the end of 2010. And then I was single and divorced again in the end of 2016. And wow, did the dating life change in six years and even more so in 10 years. It's absolutely crazy. There's so much going on. There are so many different apps to get on. There are so many different types of people online dating and looking for things. Back in the day in 2010 and 11, when I was first single, it seemed fairly normal. A lot of people looking, you know, to meet partners or meet someone they could get close to. Some people looking just for a fast one-time connection, friends with benefits, hookups, whatever you want to call it. But for me, it seemed pretty normal from the outside. And now with the evolution of sexuality changes and people exploring that more and people exploring lots of different things in the world, there's a lot of things you need to know before you get online. And so I'm on here today to share some of this information with you if you're considering doing it. Some of you may have been dating online before. Some of you may be newbies at it. This information is super important to you just to get your bearings before you head off on your way to meeting new people and start swiping. So first, I want to let you know about some of the different titles that you will see in people's profiles. Some of you may not read profiles, but I suggest that you do. 
and I will explain more in a minute. But as you look at these profiles, you're going to find a few things. Obviously, friends with benefits, FWB, is a common thing you'll see out there. People are looking for a hookup partner. They're looking for something sexual, maybe nothing that's super serious. And so if you're swiping on someone, you want to make sure you understand if that's what that person is looking for. Also, there are couples online looking for a third. I did not know this until my second time around. I was at work one day uh, at one of my previous jobs and I bumped into someone who I knew was single as well. And I asked her, hey, how's dating? How are things going? And she's like, really good. I'm in a thruple now. And I just kind of went along with it. And I was like, oh, really? And she said, yeah, it's this couple. They're amazing. I really don't want to lose my alimony. So it's the perfect situation. I'm dating both of them. We have lots of fun together. I go shopping with the wife and, and my eyes started to glaze over and I was just shocked that this was so openly talked about and not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just something that I had not heard of before, especially here living in Utah. It wasn't, if, if people were exploring those, those avenues, they weren't discussing it openly like this. And so, you know, I wished her well and I thought, Hey, great. That sounds great for you. But it was nothing that I would be interested in, but some of you may be. So make sure you're aware if you're looking at a profile and it's a couple looking for a third, that's kind of what it will mean. So ask more questions as you get into it. Um, there's also different terms that you'll find out about ethically non-monogamous, which means they have multiple romantic relationships. So it's kind of an umbrella term. That means that they have an there's an assortment of different individual relationships that fall into their relationship. So some may have a committed coupleness, but they each are looking for other romantic partners, meaning they're developing relationships outside as well. It's fully non-monogamous and everyone involves consents to kind of being in this type of relationship. Another term that I saw that I was not used to was polyamory. That's been a really common one lately that I've seen. It's probably the most well-known version of ethical non-monogamy. Um, it can be done in a lot of different ways as well. So there can be several people all in a relationship together. There can be a pair of individuals who are committed to each other, and then they have additional partners they're committed to on their own as well. There can be one person who's in the relationship that's polyamorous and have a lot of partners. And one of the people that they're seeing is not polyamorous, but they really love being with that one person who is. So make sure you understand those different areas as you're exploring as well, because if you see someone online who's polyamorous and you're looking for a committed relationship, you probably should not be swiping right on that guy. Uh, next, open relationships. A lot of you are probably familiar with this. Unlike polyamory, open relationships don't generally involve a commitment outside of the two person relationship. So two people are together and they're committed. Open relationships is one or both parties out exploring more of their sexual connections rather than romantic connections, but it could involve romance as well. It just depends on how that's going. Open relationships is something I want to share a story about. So I met someone online. We began talking, texting, spoke a few times on the phone. And eventually this gentleman decided to tell me that he was in an open relationship. He was married, which is a bit misleading. I would prefer that it be on their profile and not something after we've been, you know, messaging a few times on the app, but at least he was forthcoming. 
because I've heard friends that have had situations where they've gone on a date with someone and in the middle of dinner, the guy drops the bomb that he's married and wants to date her. So at least I didn't waste my time getting a babysitter and going on a date, but I was curious. So I asked this gentleman, I said, okay, I'm not interested in dating you, but I'm curious why you do it. And he and I carried on a conversation for a little while about the reasons why people have open relationships. Maybe their partner experienced sexual trauma. Maybe they experience connection and intimacy in another way, but they don't have sex anymore. It was interesting to hear his side of the story and understand how his wife viewed things. And of course I cracked the joke, does your wife know you're in an open relationship? And he said, yes, she agreed to it. It was something they agreed upon in marriage counseling. They'd been married over 15 years. He was seeing a few people on the side. So it was interesting to me to hear the story about why he was looking for other commitments. People will often tell you that I'm a lot like Barbara Walters, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. As I start interviewing people, I am curious about understanding more about people and the way they tick. So meeting that person and understanding his story helped give me a bigger picture of what people are looking for out there. And it really opened my eyes that these are just people looking for love or looking for connection. And so there is no judgment here on single and strong, none whatsoever. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood what some of these terms were as they're moving forward. So if you are starting online dating for the first time or for the 12th time, because you've deleted it when you got scared because of all the craziness that's out there, I'm raising my hand. That would be me. I do that a lot. <laughs> there are lots of different apps out there. A few of them are Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, eHarmony, Match, Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, Talkify, The League, Coffee Meets Bagel, and lots more. Don't worry about not being able to find the perfect one. I think you'll have to try each one and understand the different types of people that they attract. And it's different in every state. Don't take somebody's word for it, especially if they don't live near you, that this is the best one to try. You really just have to try them out yourself, okay? All right, now that you have some of the terminology under your belt and understand what some of the apps are, let's talk about why you are dating. Before you even get online, I want you to ask yourself, why am I looking to date? And what is the outcome I'm looking for, okay? Are you lonely and you're just looking to pass the time to meet new people? Maybe you're looking to avoid feeling all of the bad feelings from your breakup or your divorce. And so you're kind of looking to band-aid those bad feelings and just escape for a while. Are you looking for something physical only? No need to be attached. You just want something physical and sexual. Or are you looking for a partner and a relationship? And the reason why I want you to think about that before you get online, it's important for you to know what your goals are, right? When you meet someone you like and you begin investing your time and your effort into them, it's so easy to let the lines get blurred, right? So you often settle for something you didn't want. So for example, you may be looking for a relationship, but the cute guy who swiped right on you and you matched, his profile says he's only looking for something casual. If you move forward with talking to him and maybe go on a few dates with him, you may begin getting more invested, feelings might start to grow, and you might find yourself being ghosted or let down as he moves on to other women. So you really should take some time and really think about what you want out of what you're starting to do. Okay. 
Secondly, after you start matching with people and you're getting ready to meet them in person, we need to talk about safety. Always, always, always meet in a public place. Tell someone where you're going, who you're meeting, and people please ask for their last name before you go on a date. Early on in my dating 10 years ago, there were a few gentlemen that I met that I didn't check their last name. One of them, I bumped into a mutual friend he was with and I said, hey, what's his last name? I Googled him and found out he was on the sex offender registry. And you would have never guessed this. So please ask their last name. Do a little research before you meet them. You don't have to hire a private investigator, but a lot of people, a lot of people run background checks on people that they meet these days. So make sure you have that, okay? Before you go on the date, make sure your phone is charged in case you need to call anybody or ask for help or look up directions or anything. You just need to have that phone charged. Don't be like my kids are and leave your phone at like 3% when you leave. That's a huge no-no. All right. Next, drive yourself or take an Uber. You should be responsible for your transportation. Don't let them come pick you up. I'll talk about that one in a minute. Okay, next, watch your consumption of alcohol. You want your judgment to be at its best when you're on this date. You're trying to get to know somebody. You don't want to end up being super buzzed or even drunk because you tend to make poor decisions and you don't want to end up in a bad situation, all right? And then finally, trust your gut. If you get a bad feeling about this person, if you're feeling like, you know what, I don't feel like he's being truthful with me. This is really odd. Cut the date short, excuse yourself, get your way home and get safe. Okay. All right. Now, as you start texting with these people, it's lots of fun to experience new things, understand who they are, get a little bit of attention, some flirting. It's lots of fun, but there are some things I want you to look out for. First, love bombing. This in the narcissist world is the most common way they rope people in. Constant compliments, calling you babe or baby before you've even met. They say that you're their soulmate early on in your discussions. Or they tell you, I can see myself marrying you early on. Those are huge red flags. That's love bombing, sending you flowers all the time, really just pouring it on. Yes, some men are very romantic and they mean nothing by it. But love bombing is a big red flag to watch out for. All right, next, asking to make you dinner, to meet at their place, or to let him pick you up to go on a date. While this may seem sweet and some men may truly only want to cook you dinner, this early in the process is probably much too early to ask for you to be alone at his place. So politely decline, stick to the central location that is somewhere safe, lots of people around you that you can leave quickly if you have to. And then why can't he pick me up at my house, Lori? What's the big deal? I mean, it's nice. Gentlemen want to do that. Although that is the way we used to get picked up when we were dating, when we knew people in school or when we were in college. But now in this environment, if you let him pick you up at your home, he knows your address. He knows where you live. So if it's not a connection and things end quickly or heaven forbid you turn him down and he gets very upset about it, this gives him your exact location at all times. Do not let him pick you up at home, period. Don't consider it, ladies. Also, requesting personal information or asking you for money. Some of you may laugh hearing this, but never, ever, ever share that personal information with anyone. Scamming is super common on dating apps. There are lots of people trying to get money by pretending to be someone they're not. 
They will ask you for money if they are a scammer. Lots of people from out of the country trying to see who they can rope in to think that there's someone that they're not. All right. Which brings me to the final one, which is sharing big stories such as, oh, I'm out of the country on business or I'm working out of town and won't be home for two months, but I want to find a woman or I want to marry the love of my life and take care of her. If that's what their profile or early texts say, that's a huge red flag. It takes time to get to know someone. So if someone says they're falling for you and you haven't even met them, consider that a red flag. Healthy relationships develop over time. If someone falls for you that quickly, it can be a huge problem. All right, those are my tips for today. I do wanna leave with a story. It's super important for me to share. When I was dating early on, 10 years ago, I went out with someone. I had him meet me at a local park and I had a bunch of kids with me. I had my nieces and nephews and my children and they were all playing football and he was pushing to meet me pretty quickly, which ladies is a red flag. If he can't respect your boundary and keeps pushing you, don't give in and meet him. I did that. This was early on in the process before I had worked on being strong, worked on counseling and worked on boundaries. So I was like, fine, I will be at this park. I've got a bunch of kids with me. Why don't you stop by and come throw the football with us? This gentleman stopped by through the football, was constantly apologizing for who he was. You know, hey, for an ugly guy, I have a really good sense of humor, right? Hey, so what did you think when you met me? Did you think I was ugly? And I just didn't feel a spark. Gentlemen like that who are super, super self-absorbed and putting themselves down and looking for validation are not my jam. So when I got home, he texted me and he said, so what do you think? Do you want to continue seeing each other? What did you think about me? I was new to the game and I was honest. And I said, you know what? I had a really great time. I think you're a really great person, but I just don't see that spark there with you. And this man proceeded to call me every name, every foul word. He told me, no wonder your husband cheated on you because you're awful and you're not that pretty anyways. And it turned really bad. I had to block that person online. Luckily, he didn't know where I lived. And ironically, six months later, that guy was trying to hit me up on Facebook and be my friend. So ladies, yes, we live in the world of ghosting, right? People just fade away in the wind if they didn't have a good time. They don't share with you the reasons why. You're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. Let this be an example of me being nice and letting someone down. It backfired on me, but I always prefer if things don't work out, honesty is always the best policy. And you can happily tell someone, this just isn't a great match for me, but you are a really great person. Because really, they may not be for you, but they may be for someone else. So take that story as a bit of advice. Watch out when you're letting someone down, but make sure you do it with honesty and with compassion. But you don't owe them anything, all right? Don't lower your standards. Don't change your boundaries for someone that's pushing. Okay, that was our quickie episode for today on Dating 101. I hope that this information helped you a lot and that uh, you'll share some stories with me about your online dating. I'd love to hear that. You can hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Lori Linford. Also, I'd love for you to join our Facebook. You can find the link to that at my website, lorilinford.com slash Facebook group. We're asking lots of great questions over there about being single through the holidays. So be sure to join us over there. 
and continue the conversation there. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great week. Happy holidays. We'll be here next week. Bye. Okay, mama. So are you ready to live your life in a big way? Because I'm absolutely ready to help you. Start by subscribing or following the Single and Strong podcast by clicking on the plus sign in Apple or the subscribe button in Spotify to be sure you're notified about all of my new episodes as they release. I've got lots of great content coming up and you don't want to miss it. Also, if you love this episode, please share it with friends that you think should hear it. And of course, leave me a review. These reviews help the podcast be shown to more people when they're searching for single support. So please share the love. I'd be super grateful. And finally, go follow me on social media at Lori Linford and join our Facebook group, Single and Strong. You can find a link by going to my website, lorilinford.com slash Facebook group. Until then, stay strong, mama.